0: You know, it's all about the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water. And you have to water the positive thoughts. You have to water, you know, the things that are making you feel good. And you have to notice them and take time to do that.
1: We all know someone who has an X factor, that special something that gives them a cutting edge in business, in branding, in relationships, We're in pursuit of this quality that has no name. But what if the secret to achieving your X factor is to first find your Y factor, your calling that unlocks your greatest creative potential? Creativity requires preparation. It demands periods of incubation. It leads to brilliant bursts of illumination and ultimately... Creativity needs to be implemented. This is the arc of the often beautiful, often painful creative process. And for those who have made a career out of creating, whose job it is to blow minds with their ideas and innovations, it's a process that must be mastered. So how do creatives stay prolific? What are their personal practices that keep them in their zone of genius? And how do they avoid self-sabotage? In this podcast, we'll dive deep with artists, writers, innovators, and entrepreneurs to unveil the mysteries of the creative process, which so often is an art in and of itself. This is The Why Factor with Rachel Roberts. All right. Um, welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Why Factor. I am so excited about my guest today. Um, when I first conceived of The Why Factor and the conversation that we wanted to have around creativity and where it intersects with inspiration and spirituality and process, the first person that came to my mind is my guest today. And so it took me a uh, couple months to get her on, and here she is. Hi. I am introducing you to <laughs> Libby Jennison. Hi there. Hi, Hi, Libby. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited that you're sitting across from me. Yeah. Um, Libby mm-hmm. is an herbalist, a trained herbalist, um, a yoga teacher, a doula, and she has also studied uh, sacred medicine mm-hmm. and um, and how do we want to, astrology mm-hmm. and. Certainly. um the cool thing about Libby and she's she's a very different type of creative and artist than than I've had on the show before um and what I'm so excited about is that I've had an opportunity to work with Libby and so I've witnessed her creative process and I've I've been in the room with her as she's creating and the thing that sets her apart from really any creative that I know is that her process doesn't feel painful <laughs> It actually is like this blissful, joyful, like, oh, my God, you're having so much fun when you create. And yeah. so I think that's why I really wanted to bring you on. Yeah. Um, so and, and just to to give the audience one more detail, you have a brand called Wild Taproot. Yes. It is a, um, a beauty line. that, mm-hmm. And there's also internal medicinals, which mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about. That was the project that we got to work on together. And, um, and it was just probably one of my most exciting and fun and creative and positive experiences. So That's thank awesome. you for that.
0: You're so welcome. Yeah. I loved it too. Aww. Every minute.
1: And it's now alive in the world. So we will talk about wow. wild taproot. But before we get into that, I just want to check in with you. Wow. How are you and what is... What is lighting you up right now in your life? Mm,
0: Such a good question. I think that for me, what's just really been super inspiring and juicy these days for me is this idea of mood. Mm. Right? Like being an integral piece of health and wellness, but also of beauty. Mm. So from an herbalist standpoint, I look at it through formulation. Like I'm doing a lot of adaptogens, which help with Mm -hmm. the stress response. And stress hormones, and I'm working with nervines that are um, helping to regulate the central nervous system and stimulating it or calming it down. So certainly in formulation, and that's kind of where I'm looking to take wild taproot medicinals mm-hmm. is into a lot of mood um, enhancers, supporters, and regulators. But also this idea that confidence and contentedness are some of the most attractive qualities. Mm. That we see in other people.
1: And I think that they're some of the most satisfying that we feel in ourselves. Confidence and contentedness. And do you, yeah. And so you so it's funny, you would consider confidence a mood.
0: <laughs> I think that it just it it yeah, when yeah. I visualize my most potent self and when I feel the most creative um, or productive creatively, yeah. I feel confident because I'm not confidence to me is not living in fear based mm-hmm. thinking and when i feel confident i'm not distracted by the fear or the self doubt mm-hmm. that um is i think a huge distraction too it blocks creative oh my god totally process completely.
1: and don't you find like you and i are both surrounded by a lot of creatives in our life in different yeah. different realms don't you find that you know that that like the lack of self confidence and the self doubt and the comparison and and just you could—it's like this black pit, you know. Like it's a—it's just like—and it really plagues creatives. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. I think there's like tons of studies on this. That like yeah, cre- the creative sure. mind is more susceptible yes. to that um, downward spiral thinking. Yes, right. I think
0: that there's a, a sensitivity mm-hmm. where you feel artists tend to feel the pulse of like almost that that where they're sensitive to the consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, overall. And it t- they tend to feel it, I think, before other people do. It's like their yeah. their role in the world. It's so true. Is to tell everybody else
1: how we're feeling. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, and then to depict it, whether yes. you're a writer or a dancer or, right. a, you know, a filmmaker. Like, our job is to uh, be a mirror for the human condition. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so we have to be super sensitive to that. So 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 this is fascinating and your work yeah uh in at least in this um in this lifetime because you've had like already like six <laughs> lifetimes in this one spell like i feel like you're you're you've had a lot of um creative endeavors but yes but it, r- with um with wild taproot mm-hmm. getting into medicine making basically yeah, yeah. A- and you feel like there are herbs and adaptogens mm-hmm. and um Obviously, you know, just plant medicine that helps us with this mood. So talk yeah. about that.
0: Well, for me, it's like when I, when I, when I match up this idea that mood and mental health and wellness, and having a good mood is really integral. It's a good. It's a big piece in beauty. It's that a glowing mood is just as attractive as glowing skin. Mm.
1: Well, you I know? would even argue that you really you can only sort of superficially yeah. m- um, manufacture a glowing face yes, yes, for like a couple hours. <laughs> so With true. like something that like sits on top of your skin. Absolutely.
0: It's a band-aid right. too for what's really plaguing us at our core, right. I think. And so it's, I feel like that's what I want my contribution in the beauty industry to be is to heal the beauty industry and to heal us mm-hmm. of this idea that somehow – we have to be more perfect. Mm. When really I think that if we were content with ourselves and confident with who we are and what we love, that we would feel beautiful. The mm-hmm.
1: beautiful is a feeling, not just a look. Yeah. You know? That's a hundred percent. I mean, I feel like yeah. everyone who's listening to this mm-hmm. has to be nodding their head and resonating because we know, we know on a cellular level mm-hmm. that it's not about the exterior. And no. yet there is a Multi-billion-dollar industry dedicated to, you know, manufacturing this outward ex- experience, and yeah. very little attention paid to what are we doing with our internal emotional reality right. to get us into a place where we can be of highest service, right. feeling our best, and then ultimately to the point of this co- this conversation, creating from a place of our highest self. Absolutely, which is really yeah. what I see you doing all the time so what do you take every day to get into the (laughs) mood where you are just vibing high and you are creating epic
0: potions That's a good question i mean for me i'd say that even before and i'll definitely go over some of the herbs that i'm taking on a daily basis but Mm -hmm. like before that and we talk about this a lot you and i is self-talk you know self-love and self-talk making sure that um I am balancing the books in terms of, you know, you can't I don't think that you can actually control your negative self-talk. I think it's a very human experience Mm -hmm. to experience self-doubt or moments where you're just like, oh, you're shrinking back. Mm -hmm. But if you can actively tell yourself affirmations, I think that those are really important in making sure that it's not the the scale isn't weighing down in the negative Mm -hmm. um, too much. Yeah. So that's certainly a big one for me. And so
1: let me just ask about that. Yeah. So, you know, like, it's one thing to be like, gosh, Rachel, stop it with the negative self-talk. I know. But then it's a totally other level mm-hmm. to then be like, really like, po- like, really like doing the actual positive self-talk, Actually, right? Super Stuart Smalley, right? It's yes. like, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. So like, what does that look like? for you and truly like I really mean this like yeah. why is that a tool how mm-hmm. is that a tool for you to tap yeah. into your creativity
0: because mm-hmm. I totally
1: get it right what does that look like for you
0: well for me it's about feeling not doubting what I love ah. right because when you fall in love with what you love and who you are you're kind of giving yourself permission to um to be you I just find that I'm much more creative when I'm in that space, yeah. And you know, like you, like you touched on, I think a lot of people find the creative process um, easier when they're going through trying times. Mm-hmm. But I totally feel the opposite. You yeah, know, when I'm so going through, yeah. really, actually, I agree. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just I don't feel productive. Mm-hmm. I don't feel um, connected. Yeah, to my truest self, I feel very distracted and I feel paralyzed. And so, I'm actually my most creative self when I'm feeling really grateful, and moving slower and noticing. Mm. Yeah, I
1: totally relate to that. You know, um, when I go through bouts of feeling the angst of creativity, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, you know, I have to really get clear about my emotional reality in that at that time. Yeah, and look at like what is creating. It's you know, like if I have a project looming, yeah, like right, we we know that reality, Mm -hmm. and I'm like mad at the project, I'm like, why are you creating stress (laughs) for me? And I can't like get into it, yeah. I know enough now to kind of step back and go, okay, I can't be mad at the project, like it's not the project's fault. What is my emotional reality that's like keeping me disconnected from? This work, which I know is my gift, and I right. know it's my love, mm-hmm. and then the and then I go, oh, okay, I'm dealing with something else over here. Yeah, I've got to get out of that funk, absolutely, so that I can give my full spirit mm-hmm. to the work. Yeah, and then and then you know, so I think that's what you're saying. It's like then that. Being aware that like what you love right. is worth you like fully showing up for and Absolutely. diving into it. And then you can do that with like a greater positivity and a greater spirit.
0: Yeah. And and like you were saying, I feel like sometimes when you're in a project and, and nothing feels like it's coming, nothing is flowing. I think that we – failures are a part of the process. Mm-hmm. you know. And, and as soon as you feel like you're failing – there's that fear again right that somehow mm-hmm. you're not going to make it happen or, or the creativity will never come mm-hmm. but i think that you have to first of all not listen to the fear-based thinking have tools in your toolkit that are going to help you just you know say no thank you mm-hmm. i'm not going to go there but also so that you're you're flowing and you don't have those distractions but also just know
1: that the failure is part of the process i love that you say that and it's like so timely um for me right now because I had this experience recently where we did this amazing awesome project but there was something that was like not quite right and instead of getting me getting anxious like yeah. oh my gosh where did my creativity go right. Where did my brilliance go it's never coming back <laughs> I you know what I did it was just what we're talking about I took I went yeah. into nature yeah I took a step back I told the team to just like everybody chill mm-hmm. for a minute let's all like take a 10 yeah totally <laughs> and like really like incubate yeah like let's incubate mm-hmm. like we're not going to solve this problem and like come up with like the brilliant aha right by staring at our computer screens like let's no. just go do let's go get happy basically that's just it yeah is that
0: I think that when you either like staring at a blank screen or a blank canvas or for me my tools in the kitchen in the mm-hmm. studio where I work it's not what makes me feel juicy and creative to me when I'm in the world and having great conversations and juicy experiences or I'm getting dressed in the morning and having that creative moment of putting an outfit together those are the times when I'm feeling most I get the most inspiration yeah and ready to work
1: and doesn't it like I like when you and I are in conversation or when I'm having like another like in the world inspired moment where I'm like life is amazing and Mm -hmm. like so lucky to be here you know (laughs) that's when I like want to rip like bring out my journal and just like write the notes like that's when all the ideas come absolutely and then you know like it's that moment of like I get back to the office or I'm sitting in my home office and I'm like having to quote work and I'm like wait where did all of that go where did that go go? and that's why taking notes (laughs) in the moments of like you know, yeah. aliveness Absolutely. is such. That's such a tool for me. Yeah, it's just because I'm like it will. I know it will not right. be there when I need it. If right. I don't write it down, <laughs> you can't call on you it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's. I love that you brought up. You brought up two things. Yeah, falling in love with what you love.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And one. you
1: also brought up curating your outfit, and I yes. will say I, this is relevant because you are probably one of. I will say like. I really can't think of anybody now off the top of my head, but I'll say you're probably one of like very few people, like less than handful of people in my life who inspires me to live a very curated life and you're, and really like your attention to detail, your attention to aesthetic, just like beauty. Like Mm -hmm. you, you have a very elevated aesthetic. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about what, like where did that come from for you? Mm -hmm. And what? How does that bring you joy on a daily basis? And how do you bring that into like, like Everything the else. like the the art of being Libby?
0: Oh my gosh! Well, this is such an exciting question because I think that for me, when it comes, I'm definitely an estate, like mm-hmm. somebody that just always is looking for a good design and good space and curating things that make me feel good. And I think that really, it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel so good. Yeah. And when I think about um, like textures and fabrics, and even just plants coming together in a formula or in, in a recipe, I almost, it it's it's kind of like the swimming feeling inside of me that I get. Mm. It's an incredibly pleasurable experience mm. when I finally land on something that hits the nail on the head to my aesthetic eye, mm-hmm. and it feels so good. It's almost like a rush. From my reward system in my brain totally. that drives me to continue to search out and seek out the things that aesthetically please me or that I think have
1: good design um, or, or beautiful. I love the way you just said that. It, it is so true. Like it is truly like it sends a chemical reaction. Yeah. Like chemicals are literally released. Oh, yeah. And flood the body mm-hmm. when you land on the thing, the oh, design yeah. The piece of art, right. the formula, the idea comes to you, right? And yeah. it's just like, mm, that feels like, so good. And so, yes, so, totally. And so, back to this moment with my team this yeah. week, when we did take a, a, a break, mm-hmm. we came back to it and had the aha. I love and it. And it was that feeling. That's mm-hmm. the feeling. It's like you know, that's what I live for now. Yeah. And I think that's why we connect because totally. we get we get it when we're looking at that thing and we're like. This is the feeling yeah. that I live for.
0: This feels so good. Yes, and that's why I love surrounding myself with. Um, I mean, I hate to equate it to materialism because I think it really transcends that. Sure, you know, it's it's not quite just outside, but it's a sensual, sensory thing
1: for me mm-hmm. that
0: just you know it's like curating your life I love doing that
1: well you're amazing at it and um I'm just gonna plug you real quick Mm -hmm. everybody needs to go to Instagram immediately unless you're driving (laughs) and look at wild taproot yes wild underscore taproot taproot. um and just just take it in just take it in see if it (laughs) inspires I know it inspires me so speaking of Instagram yeah I oh, yeah. would say that you are, like, quasi famous oh. for what we call the good list. Oh, I love these. Tell me about the good okay. list. Okay.
0: <laughs> so the good list, I mean, gosh, I've been doing these since probably fifth grade. I mean, really, really just, yeah, like, doodling them on the side of my spiral notebooks in class or on little pieces of scrap paper at my desk. I mean, I've been a lister
1: forever. But were they always... Good lists yes. or were they ever like do laundry, make my bed?
0: No. I mean they never really had to do's unless okay. that was really like getting me going. In okay, the so moment. where this is where <laughs> you and I
1: completely diverge paths.
0: <laughs> because my lists were only to do's. I need to take a this is amazing. Like
1: you just doodled stuff that makes you happy
0: yeah like Uh, so essentially the good yeah good lists are basically lists and they don't have to be long they can just be two or three things and some days they're 10 things but they're moments when I sit and it's a creative moment for me because I'm able to curate a list of things that I'm appreciating in that moment and you know whether it's mm, a good stripe or
1: you know when you say a good stripe like literally like like you're looking at like a shirt or a pillow and it has like a beautiful like navy blue stripe and you're like I love that stripe. Yeah,
0: I love a good stripe. <laughs> I mean to me stripes are so handsome and they are
1: just <laughs> stripes are amazing. They are amazing. But this is what's so amazing about you is that you like you appreciate the stripe.
0: It, it, but and I think that at its core it's a moment of it's a creative moment where I can curate and that always feels really good, right? Yeah. Because of the pleasure that you get from that moment of being in the zone creatively. But it's also about gratitude and mm-hmm. appreciation of small things that I think that, again, like when it's managing thoughts, when you dwell on things that are negative, yeah, you're going to feel bad. You know, it's all about the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water. Yeah, And you have to water the positive thoughts. You have to water... You know the things that are making you feel good, and you have to notice them and take time to do that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it makes you feel
1: juicy, yeah, and good. Juicy is like my favorite word. Me too. Juicy, magic, and cosmic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love all. I this. just <laughs> love it. if you
1: ever find like a really cool aesthetic painting oh, that girl. you appreciate that says either you. juicy magic or cosmic, just get it from. Elfay I'm on back. it. Okay, for you. Sweet. I'll keep my Etsy. eyes open. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so this is really important because yeah. what you're touching on is something that I I. I want to bathe bathe my cells in every day, yes. which is meditation and mindfulness. And, you know, I think part of my life's work, and again, why I think we connect so well, is mm-hmm. that um, I do believe that mindfulness mm-hmm. and the practice of presence and the practice of uh, meditation. Yeah. And then there's a lot of, like, dotted lines, right? Gratitude and whatever. But um, <laughs> gratitude, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> they all... Uh, are for me, you know, access points into deeper creativity. Yeah. And it circles back to what Mm -hmm. you were saying. Like we, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I both and many others, I'm sure, can't access the deepest layers of their creativity when they're in a funk. Right. They've really got to get into a place of like being a clear channel. Yeah. And being in alignment and feeling really good and feeling Mm -hmm. like this is what I'm here for. Right. And so you have a, it sounds like since you were five or before, have had this sort of like default setting to yeah. look for the good. I
0: think that some personalities just naturally um, do have that. Yeah. You know, it's I've talked about this with a friend of mine, uh, who's a social worker so many times, just how some people feel more naturally resilient than yeah. other people. Their personalities just defaults to healthy coping mechanisms. Sure. And for me that one has always
1: been one of my biggest ones. It's is, such a beautiful tool. Yeah. You know, and we just I just, you know, there's a lot in the world right now around you know, gratitude Mm -hmm. and mindfulness. And, you know, I don't think we can get too much of that. Yeah. But I think it also can get um, kind of like washed out. It can get it becomes just part of the noise. Totally. And I think that like having a deeper conversation with about it and Mm -hmm. really understanding like how is it practiced and why is it useful and Mm -hmm. how can it transition us from one state into another so that we can truly show up like show Mm -hmm. up for others and show up for relationships and show up for our work right and ultimately that's all creative yeah like our relationship is creative absolutely parenting is creative yes definitely you know so it's like it's not just about you know what we do for a living it's Mm -hmm. really how are we living yeah um, OK. And the truth is, is that you're human. I'm human. Yeah. Wh- so you've got to have shitty days. Oh, d- definitely. <laughs>
0: <Zero>. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: Um, so what, you know, w- other than making a good list. Right. Where what do you do to kind of like hack creativity? I mean, if you right. are like against mm, yeah. deadline, like if you question. are needing to like produce right
0: right well there's like, nothing like a deadline rapidly approaching to get the creative juices flowing
1: quite honestly i mean let's right. be real <laughs>
0: right
1: like but that beyond and some that way, like like heavy metal music it's like go go, go. <laughs> yeah
0: i mean there cuz i i'm not a naturally disciplined person i think that's why i've really find disciplined practices like ashtanga yoga that i practice for quite a while um I find them really attractive. It gave Mm -hmm. me structure that I didn't Mm -hmm. naturally have.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But one of my biggest hacks, I would say, is like we touched on earlier, getting out into the world, Mm -hmm. like getting away from what I'm actually trying to create and getting out there and connecting with good friends for good conversation. Um, But beyond that, I love little things like Poetry. Poetry really gets me going. Mm -hmm. Anything by the beat writers like Allen Ginsberg or Gary Snyder, William Burroughs. Um, I love Mary Oliver and E.E. Cummings, Sylvia Plath. I love poetry. Yeah, That for me, the whole process of writing, I just really, I love that process. Yeah, I agree. For writers. There's something sort of tortured about it, but I I still think that there's a lot of, um, I just love... The whole process of
1: p- giving a voice to your emotions um, that wasn't there before. And what I love about great writing, and I think mm-hmm. Mary Oliver, oh my God, and E.E. Cummings, yeah. I mean, those are two of my favorites as well. That, <clears throat> And I think any great artist, uh, certainly an actor, performer, they are tapping into something that is so universal. Yeah. But they are making it with a really successful writing or acting. Yeah. They are doing it in such a very personal way. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's it resonates on such a deep personal level, but the truth mm-hmm. is that it's like, Everyone can feel that. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's personal. So it's Absolutely. obviously universal. Yeah. And that's what I think great, any great art yeah. does. So your one of your tools is to go out and, and get, into get into the universal experience. Get into the universal experience. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And also, this is kind of an oddball one, but I love looking at pictures of artists or writers workspaces. Mm. There's something mm-hmm. about seeing their personal workspace, whether it's their art studio Or their their writing desk that just is really inspiring. I totally agree. Right? Like I I actually want like a whole
1: book about, and I'm sure there is one. Like a whole. book. If not, we need to create it. We actually should. (laughs) Next project. Um, So tell us about what's up with Wild Taproot right now. Where is it today? Where is it going? Mm -hmm. What are you most excited about? So I'm really excited. Like I mentioned before,
0: bringing this whole, (laughs) um, just my mind being on mood and hacking mood. And uh, mood really being an important – like, that glowing mood is just as, if not more beautiful than glowing skin into our, you know, our our thought process when it comes to the beauty industry. I
1: feel like that needs to be next level. I could not agree more. Yeah. And I actually think it's where it's going. Yeah. Um, you're, like, pioneering it with your – I mean, we're sitting here with one of her um, – Her seasonal formulas, it's called Pink Mood. By the way, Libby's the best at naming things. (laughs) Um, And I take it every day. I literally take it every day, not just because it's made with tequila. And it tastes pretty good. It tastes pretty good. Yeah. Um, This is truly where Mm -hmm. the health and beauty segment, I mean, there's a a convergence happening with health and wellness. And we're seeing that, you know. What's happening on the inside is yeah. what creates our external glow. Absolutely.
0: And I think that initially it was just about the the external. And then that next wave, probably in the 90s, I guess, is when they start. I think Dr. Murad and some other companies started with like internal ingestibles mm-hmm. of like, oh, you got to focus on what you eat and what you put on the inside. And then that's where inner radiance comes from. But I think the next step beyond that uh, where I really want to head is with mood. Because if you don't feel beautiful, you know, you're beautiful. that's, you're, you're not. Right. You can't, <laughs> you're just not. I mean, yeah. And, and you, ha- because you have to be beautiful to yourself. Totally. I that, love to it. That me is the end all be all of beauty. <sighs> you said it so well. So I just, that's where I really want to head with Wild Taproot. And
1: I love it. Yeah. I, I'm on board. Thanks. I'm on board. I'm on I board to help and support. I'm also on board to just be your guinea pig. Okay. Anytime. <laughs> um, we only have a few minutes left, which blows my mind because- I know, we buying a flash. We can talk for hours, but mm-hmm. I have one question for you. Yes. Um, and it's a question I, I try to ask everybody. Mm-hmm. Have you ever in your creative endeavors been completely satisfied? And if mm-hmm. so, what what was it? It's a great question.
0: You know, I think that the most satisfied creatively I've ever been was was actually back in high school, which is really? like a shocking answer because I feel like my 20s were felt a little tortured and fear-based and mm-hmm. anxiety-ridden well, and emo. Yeah, <laughs> totally emo and angsty and like just a, more afraid than I needed to be. And I when I was younger, I had this incredible support system of girlfriends. And for me, I think that that was really I was I was Incredibly creative, I was putting out a lot of uh writing and poetry, and I just it I just felt juicy. Mm-hmm. you know, the good lists were coming out of my ears, yeah, sort of a feeling yeah. you know, and I think that that's what what was most different than my twenties was I had an incredible network of of women surrounding mm-hmm. me who were really creative and yeah, that's awesome. yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. it really just it goes back to this entire theory that you have that we started with which is that when we're in a great space yeah really the creativity is uh, sort of um inexhaustible
0: it is it right. has it, yeah passion i feel like that passion has its own engine
1: mm-hmm. you know when
0: you get it going and you just get to work mm-hmm. it it flows and it when comes we as long know. as there's no distractions
1: yeah we're in our zone of genius yeah we're grateful that this gets to be our work and we're mm-hmm. just aligned yeah Mm-hmm. So if you're not feeling aligned, audience, um, there's a there's a pill, there's a pill you can take for that. No, it's a it's um, Wild Taproot. It's not a pill. It's a tincture. And there will be more to come from Wild Taproot of mood. What are you want to call them? They're not mood. Are they mood altering? Are they mood enhancing?
0: I would call mood. Supportive, Mm -hmm. mood supportive, and mood enhancers. Mm -hmm. And these are really adaptogens, things like I said, are regulated. And totally natural, obviously, people. Yes, I mean, yeah, they are basically plants that are extracted in alcohol, both for preservation and to pull the medicine out of the plants. Mm -hmm. And you take them daily, a couple times a day. And this is really adaptogens' best work is regulating stress hormones. And so, a lot of times as we get older, we find ourselves with this lower threshold for stress. And then it just like the overwhelm sets in sooner and the anxiety sets in sooner. And all of a sudden our stress hormones are like going crazy. And then we just, we have a harder time relaxing the stress Mm -hmm. hormones. So we kind of get into fight or flight faster, easier, and we have a harder
1: time getting out of it. So these adaptogens, these mood Mm -hmm. support, they really just help us kind of even out that, yeah. Erratic high-low. Yeah, and there's yeah. some
0: adoptions that help with uptake of serotonin and really good hormones that make you feel good too. I so, yeah. Uh, I
1: Rated can't wait. Okay. For the win. Mood, mood support <laughs> for the win. Thank you, Libby Jennison. I want you – let's just – we can just do this anytime. Oh, I would love to. We can just do this anytime. <laughs> you know me. Thank you. Um, wildtaproot.com. Mm -hmm. and follow her on instagram at wild underscore taproot thank you libby
0: thank you so much for having me it was an honor
1: thank you for listening if you enjoyed today's show please leave us a comment and rate the show your comments and ratings help drive new listeners to the podcast i'd also love to hear from you You can connect with me at oilandwater.com, that's O-Y-L-A-N-D-W-A-T-E-R.com, and at oilandwater on Instagram. This podcast is produced by Brock Moore and Tim Driscoll and is part of ECPN. For more episodes and other great shows, look for ECPN on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.